believe that in the 21st century, the topic of periods remains a taboo. My name is Leah, and in this podcast, I interview different people from different walks of life and different stories, and we talk about periods, because it is time to normalize the conversation around our blood. This is I Bleed. A friend of mine sent me a clip from a mainstream media showing a woman painting with her blood, something very unusual. There was something beautiful about this woman that drew me in. I had met women who painted with their blood, but something about Jasmine was very attractive and unique. I found her page to be empowering, raw, honest, and her blood art divinely beautiful. I wanted to find out about her journey into blood art and feminine wisdom. Basically, I present myself as um, as a period artist, as a menstrual mentor, and a sexual mystic. So these three are like categories. I, I like to present myself to the world. And I basically help women to reconnect to their deeper selves through embracing the full spectrum of their periods, of course, of their menstrual cycles, and most of all, also through their sex, like meaning really deeply reconnecting to their sacred temples, which are their vaginas, okay? <laughs> this is basically what, what I, I, I do. How, how did you get to become this? Like, what's the journey? <laughs> what is your journey? I'm just curious. Yes, you know, like- yes, no, of course. Um, of course, it seems that many women, you know, I said, how did you get there? I mean, how, how can you be so like expressive? And it, it seems like you've always been this way, but definitely not. <laughs> like I was very, very far from being slightly as I am today because I come from a very conservative family. Both of my parents were in the military service in the oh, United wow. States. So they're like very, very masculine extremely masculine, all goal-oriented and disciplined, disciplined, you know? So I grew up in this environment where I wanted to hide my breasts. I was, I hated being a woman, like completely hated. I couldn't stand to have my breasts, to have this hair, to have, you know, I couldn't stand that. So, and also from my mother's side, you know, from that, that, that element of the person who had to sort of transmit me the, the feminine ways. Of course, she wasn't there for me. So there was a lot of repulsion and a lot of anger towards my mother. So towards the feminine lineage in my whole entire life. And not only with my mother, but also my grandmother. You know? So there's like this maternal line that was I'm, extremely I'm getting goosebumps because I do yeah. think like, yeah, it's passed on from woman to yes, woman to woman. Absolutely. Look, and... Um, in uh, Vedic astrology, I had the blessing to meet a very, very good Jyotish astrologer. He told me that our karma is made from eight generations from the lineages of our mothers and eight generations from the lineages of our fathers. So we definitely have to look at our past, see who we are today, you know? So, and especially the, the mother wound, the feminine wound is really, really deep inside of us because we do live in a society that is basically patriarchal, okay? So the masculine ways. And everything that happens in the world, we, they want us to be like men, to be always reliable, to always be there, to always be like present and showing up in the same ways. But, and that's why they give you a pill to not feel those, you know, waves of emotions that as women we feel. 
or they just like shove us all, all these sorts of things of nonsense to just keep up stale, to keep us like neutral. But we definitely don't work that way. So yeah. of course, uh, I was blessed. I could say I was just blessed because I had no idea who I was, where I was going, the compass in my body. I was like completely at the mercy of my hormones. I had terrible period pains. My sexuality was all over the place. It was extremely messy. I was blessed to meet a spiritual family. I had a, a guru who like brought me to the Tibetan teachings, you could say, that is, are still slightly masculine in a way, but they sort of gave me a, you know, a, a sort of stability right. in, in words, in my mind, because I started to work with my mind. So that right. was like very, very important for me to resolve some hidden thoughts, emotions, recognize the nature of emotions, you know, to bring a sort of peace in my mind. But then when that happened, I said, okay, I feel realized in that sense, but in my body, there was still something that was preventing me to fully express who I am, you know, to feel safe in this world, to to speak up, to, to, to do what I feel I want to do in my life. I know there's always things happening to me, but what did I really like? What did I really didn't like? Yeah. You know, I was still confused, this experience. And it so happened that I did um, a plant ceremony. <laughs> it was a plant ceremony from, it was, it's called ayahuasca. Okay. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I've heard from a lot ayahuasca. about that. Yes. Perfect. So I did that plant ceremony and that day I was on my period. And so funny because so many shamans, they say that women who are on their period shouldn't do ayahuasca, but I wanted to do it anyway. I was like really, really spot. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I will do it anyway. Right. And in that experience, it was mind blowing because I was completely in the experience of my period. So I could see it from every single slight angle. What is period? I like was <laughs> completely drawn into this dream state of period bliss. You know, it was like, and I could feel literally what happens in the woman during their period. So like it's a complete shedding, but not only in our vaginas, it's not something that happens only in our uterus. It's something that happens in our whole bodies and our minds and our emotions and everything. You know, it's just this act of letting go of releasing. So slowing down because everything is focused inwards at that time. So it's so vitally important for us as women during our period phase to really tune in this part of us that is so intuitive and let go of the external impulses because they want us, you know, to do things and go work and do the chores and be there. And right. that's like disassociating us so, so hardcore from what actually right. our experience is inviting us to, to live, you know? So this was like so revealing to me. And then... During that experience, I just had to go to the bathroom and pee. So I went to go to the bathroom and pee. And then I put down my underwear and I saw my pad with the blood. And, and I looked at it for the first time, you know, because I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't were, having my rational mind there, you know. I just was looking at it and I said, oh my God, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, this is it's, it's so red. It's so real. It's so raw, you know, it's like. I'm not dying, you know, I'm bleeding and I'm not dying. What, what, what witchery is this? It's so incredible, you know? So, right, like, right. I was in this- I'm imagining the seed in my head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's it, you know, that's the point. And in that moment, I also recall the memory of when I had my first period, because it happened the same way. I went to the bathroom, I took down my underwear. I was 12 years old. Still remember it as it was yesterday. And I saw this clot of blood. I was like, 
oh my God, I am going to die. <laughs> because of course, prior to that, I had no idea what was going on. Nobody introduced me. Nobody told me, hey, you know what? In the, woman, in the womanhood, there is this very special moment in which you get a period and you become a woman, you know? And said, you know, I was there. I said, I'm about to die. I look at my mom and said, mom, I'm dying. And she said, oh no, you just became a woman. She gave me a pad and she left the room. You know, how many women happen this way? A, a lot, unfortunately. Every time I do like women's circles where I speak about this woman, I say the same thing, like the same scripture again and again and again and again. It's and so again. sad, but it's so true. But it's like, it's amazing your ayahuasca trip because I feel you got to relive that first moment with a different exactly. narrative. Like, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's so chilly. <laughs> I had the goosebumps. It was, it was life-changing, like truly life-changing. I still like, I'm so grateful for that moment because it really had a bit, like a starting point and a new one, like new chapter in my life, complete new chapter. But can I ask you, when you went in for the ayahuasca ceremony, did you like yeah. did, did you have things in mind that you wanted to solve? Like I've never done it, so I don't know exactly. Uh -huh. I've I've read a lot about it and I've seen some documentaries, yes. but I was wondering, like, so you went in with something in mind to solve, mm -hmm. and this came out. Is it? Is this so? Listen, yes. Uh, interesting enough, ayahuasca is a plant. Um, a vine that has very feminine qualities. It's called Mother Ayahuasca in uh, in the the shamanic in the Peruvian shamanic world. So that mother energy is very feminine, has very feminine qualities, and feminine quality really works well with bringing an intention. You know? So right. they always invite you to bring an intention to what you want to resolve, what you want to you know what what is your your soul speaking to you, what it wants to resolve. So. In that specific moment, I have to be honest, I didn't have a specific thing that I wanted to resolve. I just went there with an open heart and said, you know, I surrender, just show me what I need to know. You know, what do I have to know now to be at service to myself and at service to the world? You know, that is just right. tell me. And then <laughs> everything, everything was, but the vision I had was outstanding. It's like, I always put a trigger warning because it's, it's pretty hard. It's pretty harsh sometimes, you know, but it's like the pure, raw expression of feminine, especially of the period. So I was like, it all began, I was in this journal ground, yeah, like in a cemetery. There were skulls everywhere and dead people, dead animals, and these crows that were picking on them. And then literally I was looking at my body and I, my flesh was falling on the floor, was falling on the earth, you know, it was all falling down. And these pieces of flesh were being eaten by the earth. You know? So it's like literally our bodies- Decomposing. Was going, was decomposing, going back to the earth, you know? Oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, it's, it's a true nature, because we recognize what is home for us, you know? Some, we are so used to think that this is so taboo. Death is taboo, period is taboo. But that is exactly the rawness of life, where we begin from. And where we return inevitably, you know, that's yeah. where we come, that's home, you know. So when I was there and this was happening and I felt that, you know, I was literally dying, dying to myself in that moment. I could have been afraid, but it was the most romantic and beautiful thing that could ever happen, you know, because I was just like there and I was melting and I saw the earth like flowering underneath me, you know. So you so were becoming the earth somehow. Yes, I was just, you know, releasing. I was giving back to the earth. I felt like earth gave me this life and I was giving back to the earth. So it was like, 
and this beautiful connection between giving and receiving, you know? Yeah. There was yeah. all this thing going on, going on. It was so, so beautiful, so magical. And I felt this crone phase, you know, the, the fact that this old lady that is full of wisdom, so very ancient energy, very primordial, we could say. Yeah. So it all just like matured in this beautiful experience in which I, after with that pad and I saw the blood again and I was mesmerized and it was all beautiful. And I said, oh my God, I have to do something with this blood. I mean, it felt like the wrongest thing in the world to throw it down the toilet because like I had that, that recognition. I said, okay, this is, this is vital. This is sacred. Right. And from the next day, I just went back home after the experience and I drew my first devil mandala. I used my blood to paint. <laughs> and that has been the most therapeutic thing ever because from day one, I already felt like, oh, this is so good. This feels so homecoming for me. Right. It's like I've always been involved into artistic expression. I've always had the passion of art. So I was always looking for the perfect way to express myself. And you, know, you found I was always it. At this research. When I arrived to blood, I said, this is home. <laughs> I found what I was looking for for so long, you know, right. for so many years. This total homecoming, it's beautiful. <laughs> And and why did you decide to draw a mandala? Is that also something that also came like that you felt that you needed to put your blood into work? Yes. In? So I've always been drawn to sacred geometry. We could say like this perfect order of things, you know. In the chaos of life, there is an order, you know. So like the perfect balance between yin and yang, or masculine and feminine, you know. So. Mandalas and sort of sense, also prior drawing with my period blood, it was something that I was always drawn towards. Right. And um, also in the spiritual tradition I come from, like Tibetan Buddhism, there's always this, they do a lot of these mandalas, you know, so they, they create these mandalas with the sand, with a lot of patience, and they take like months before they do it. And then in the end, they destroy it, you know, and they give yeah. it back. You know, so it's just like all this, you infuse the mandalas with blessings and blessings and blessings. And you put all the beautiful things and you do this for the, for the universe and you do it for, for everyone, you know. And then you just kind of destroy it and bring it back to the earth. You know? Right, it's like, right. It's always the cycle. So mandalas have a very spiritual connotation within myself that I always love to, to express. Right. And that's why you felt drawn initially to start. And then now the, most of the work that you do is... is kind of mandalas, right? With your blood. Yes, basically I do mandalas. I tried sometimes doing something else, but I always return to mandalas. <laughs> right, right. And it then it's like so much speaks to my soul, yeah. Yeah, of course, like, yeah. But then from that, from that moment on, you went back to your like normal life, I would say, right? And then to bring mm -hmm. back that into what a normal world, what was that? Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, when you tell people like, This, uh, this artist uh, paints with her blood, the first reaction of people is like, why does she have to do that? It's so disgusting, right? Like, that, yes. like honestly, unfortunately, the first, mm -hmm. they find it shocking. They find it disgusting. They repulsive, don't see the, 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 yes. the repulsive. They don't see the beauty of it. So I, I want to know mm -hmm. when you decided to confront the world that you live in mm -hmm. with this new way of, of mm -hmm. doing your art, whether it was your family, your immediate family and mm -hmm. your environment, what was their... Beautiful, beautiful. I love this question because this is quite um, fundamental, actually, in fact. Um, so the first day I drew my first ever mandala, I was in my room. 
I was living with my mother at the time. So I was painting and then my mother just jumped in the room and she said, oh my God, that is so beautiful. That's a beautiful painting. And I said, thank you, mom. It's made with my period blood, you know? And I told her and she was like, disgusted. <laughs> like, you know, the whole world just stopped in that moment, you know, that pause, eternal pause. I saw her face cringing, you know, like this face of disgust. And she said, well, why? She was speechless, you know, and I just said, but what is, why, you know, what is going on with you? And I just said, you know, I just had this feeling. I didn't want to tell her about the ayahuasca experience. It was like, <laughs> she right, had no right. idea of those things. She's like, so I just said, you know, I just feel that it's good for me, you know? And I said, okay, whatever. I mean, you're an artist, so you know better. And she left. Yeah. Her. Day two, she came in again and she was standing on the door and she was still looking at it. And then she just didn't say anything and she went back away. <laughs> the third day, yeah. <laughs> she came again and then she's quite, she said, you know, it's actually nice, you know? She said, it's actually, uh, it's a good idea. <laughs> she, she, she okayed it. She, she okayed it, she just sort of accepted it. So in this like experience, I literally saw the phases of healing. So I started to see that there was a sort of transition that was happening there because for me, it was quite immediate. You know, I just saw my blood. I saw it was beautiful. I like from, from one day. Right. But for most of people, it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. It has to be a journey, you know? Right. So, and I saw that journey with my mother. So I saw that from the horror, from the disgust, <laughs> she began to be like to be acceptance. in this phase of acceptance. But then there's this another phase in which from acceptance, you really need to come back to that recognition that it's beautiful, that it's natural, that it's sacred, that it's like, oh, you know, omnipervasive right. because it gets all of you, you know? Right. So from that, from, my, from that experience of my mother, I said, okay, this is something interesting. I want to see more. So I started to show it to my friends, you know, to my right. closest friends. Funny enough, my male friends were the ones who were more drawn than the female ones. It was outstanding. So I had men friends that were looking at me and said, wow, I mean, this is quite revolutionary. You know, you should, you should put it out there. You know, there's so many right. women that should, should actually see this right. because it's quite intense. And I'm very fascinated, you know, I'm saying, wow, okay, from a man, that's quite interesting, yeah. you know. It's actually the women that have a lot of repulsion. It's the women that have this deep, 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 deep hurt. Yeah. And, you know, of, of how conditioning, of the conditioning of the periods. You know, you know so they, say, they say women become worse in monitoring than the one who taught, taught them how to monitor, Right. So because like yes. patriarchy in, put all these mm -hmm. thoughts in the way we yes. look at period, but then now we have adopted these thoughts and made them our own and have even become more. even more radical in the way we accept these thoughts than like exactly. a man would, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. You it know? is crazy. You know, it's really sad and, and also in a sort of sense interesting to notice, you know, how this work, how something so said, you know what, this is a truth. And I just present it as it is, and you see a whole spectrum of emotions, of feelings, of people, and you see literally the reaction of people with themselves. You know? right. so that is disgusting. You're saying that your period is disgusting. Oh my God, that is so interesting. You're saying that there's something more to learn right. about yourself. Right. Oh my God, that is beautiful. Okay, you recognize that it connects us as human beings, and you know where we're coming from. You know? 
Yeah. So it's like, I see all these different spectrums and it, I had to learn in time to discern, to like create not a sort of understanding of the fact that the harsh comments, the negativity comes from the fact that we, we're so disconnected from our parents, we're so disconnected from right. ourselves, you know, because I was myself into this journey of healing myself. So right. it was something that I had to learn in the, in the meantime. Right. Now, I, after six years of using this medium in my life, I got pretty used to this all kind of, of backlash, <laughs> but also, yes, all sorts of comments. But I also like recognize very, very clearly the, the, this flavor of conditioning. So it's like, I just know, I just see it. People, people do that. People just react based on what they, they feel inside. So shamed people shame people. And that is like... It's how I mean, goes, I mean, it's know? hard though as an artist because, like, you know, you're not only putting yourself out there in terms of like mm-hmm. you know, any artist who paints is mm-hmm. somehow. I, I find it hard because you put yourself out there through your painting, but you are actually putting yourself out there. Like it's yourself being painted. You know, it's like yes. that's like the that's <laughs> why I feel it's like you have to be kind of strong somehow to be mm-hmm. able to. Or put yes. a barrier to the the comments or the backlash to, mm-hmm. that you might receive because it's such a vulnerable art piece mm-hmm. putting out there, right? That's true, and that's why I'm grateful for my journey because, as I told you, like before coming to the menstruation process and femininity and opening up, you know, to the, to the feminine wisdom. Before that, I worked on my mind pretty much. Right. And I still today still use these practices from the, this Tibetan tradition, but which are like timeless wisdom, we could call it. I don't like even to label it as Tibetan tradition, but it's just like a spiritual practice of recognizing who you really are. And right. that gives you a sort of like, it's, it's on the background of everything that is happening in your life. So I'm always in the background knowing that this is just life and it's manifestation, you know, and everything is just energy. So when intense energy comes from repulsion, disgust, it's just energy. And I could just like put it inside of myself and give it back as love. Right. What what spiritual practice practitioners do, you know, so you just transform. And that's that's actually what I do with my period. I transform. That's what the feminine womb does. The vaginas does. They receive. They receive everything. They receive a penis. They receive anguish they, they receive everything and then in that cauldron with love because woman is love she can transform it and give it out you know give, right. it, out, give, it, give it back that's right. also in tantra what they explain you know when there's the sacred union and sexuality woman and man the man penetrates the woman and he gets into this cauldron of love you know and he can relax finally he can just de-armor himself he doesn't have to work he just just rest into, into this cosmic embrace of the universe, you know? Right. And then when he comes out, he feels renewed, he feels refreshed, he feels connected. That's, that's the beautiful, what, what our wombs can do, what our temples are made of. So also period blood is so sacred because it's just like this, the shedding of a potential life that hasn't yeah. been conceived in that moment. So it's full of nutrients. We can also just scientifically, finally it's proven that it's made only of nutrients. Right. Literally, it's made of blood that is full of magnesium and iron and calcium and phosphates and all things that have the potential to actually nurture a baby inside of your belly. 
But right. how can it be toxic? How can it in the world can it be like detrimental for anyone or be unhygienic if it's exactly the one that made you? I mean, how? I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it was a very good way. Like, you know, I think it was the, a good way to control women, like to make them believe yes. that their blood is disgusting yes. and toxic. And yes. it's like something to be ashamed of and to hide and not to talk about. And then the more that we don't talk about it, the more the taboo becomes bigger, yes. the more the shame becomes bigger. Like, you know, and that's why I think it's so important. Like talk for me is so important. So uh, important. It, you know, it's one way mm-hmm. to break the taboo and to be yes. like, you know, to, to also like by you talking about the art that you do is so important mm-hmm. because instead of it being, oh yeah, this is like so disgusting. Yes. Like you kind of give it a voice and that yes. the taboo is broken also, right? Because exactly. silence creates so much like misjudgments and misconceptions about things. Like it's yes. like... And we've been, for so long, that's the direction we've taken with our blood, unfortunately, Mm. you know? And it's funny, you know, you mentioned like uh, about Mm. your mother going through the four phases Mm. of accepting. Yes. I had the same with my mother when I told her I was making the film because initially she's like, from all the topics in the world, can't you pick something a little bit more interesting? Like, this is so like not interesting. There are much more interesting Mm -hmm. things in the world. And then like, Mm -hmm. it went on and on. And at the end, she goes, you know, I'm impressed to see that you were managed to create something and that you looked into the transgenerational. But it took time for people to accept that I was doing that. And me, it was a film, like, you know, so it's still Mm -hmm. like in the, it's still accepted by society. But I still also had Mm -hmm. women telling me like, you know, I was looking for women to share their stories. And the women in women's group would tell me, like, we're not talking about that. Like, that's disgusting. We don't want to talk about that. You know? Wow. So what you're doing is, wow. like, really challenging somehow society, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, I, I yes, think it's, yes. it's a revolution. It's, um, it's like a revolution. <laughs> Revolutionary. Yes. It's, it's, yes. You know, it's, like, it's, it's uh, powerful in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it totally was very important sense. for me to talk to you because, like, I think there is a lot of misconceptions about what you do, right? About, mm-hmm. And I, I think it does come with so much negative, like, oh, it's yes. just a, a shock-provoking, like, no, it's not. Yes, yes. It has a meaning, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> many people, so many, yes, you do it just for clout chasing or you're doing it just for follows or you're just... <laughs> Basically, I'm I like, just, are they crazy? Why would you do that? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would, like, you know, what would be the drive of doing that? But my yes. question is for you, like, from one month to the other, while you mm. do, like, does your painting change because you feel like the painting is a reflection of something that you go internally mm-hmm. that is, like, yes. like uh, that is transmitted through the blood? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. You, you said it brilliantly. Every month that I paint. So every period in that week, I learned to understand that my period is a sort of reflection of what happened the previous month. So from the moment that we shed our blood until the next moment, so we go through the follicular phase and then we have the ovulation and then the luteal and then we come back to the period and all those phases we have, we're going through something, we're going through life circumstances, there are things going on through us emotionally, whether we are conscious or not. Mm. I'm pretty conscious because I put a lot of effort into being aware of what I'm going, what I'm going through every day. So every, like the, the period phase is the culmination of when I can actually release and put into form what happened in the previous month or what is going on into 
through me in the moment. So my last period painting was, um, I had my mother come visit in uh, Barcelona. And uh, pretty and funny enough, she's transitioning now into menopause. So she's oh. ha almost having her last please. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, and the funny fact is that she came here and she already had her period two weeks prior. And she said, this is so weird that I'm having my period again because I already had two weeks ago. So what's going on? And funny, she came when I was here. So I said, okay, this, this is a sign. And I told my mom, here's a menstrual cup. She never used it before. I, I want your blood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and she wow. said, oh my God, that's so disgusting. I don't want to. And I said, just do it, please. So she gave it to me. She put it in a cup. <laughs> Oh my God. And now I have her blood, you know, and, and when my blood came in like a week after I said, okay, I want to make a painting with her blood and my blood together, because I feel that this sort of like can heal something important. I, I work a lot of the unconscious sometimes because I'm very feminine in my, in my own, I don't put too much rationality. I don't put too much thought on what am I doing because that sometimes like blocks my, my creative right. force. So I just feel like intuition, and that is what feminine is. We work a lot of intuition. I felt that merging my blood with my mother's blood, we could like come back to a sort of inner, important inner healing together. So I am creating this beautiful mandala in which I felt this mandala is called broken because it's oh. a broken mandala. <laughs> oh. but, you know, and I will publish it pretty soon, as soon as I finish it. But yeah, it's like the story of my mother and I, you know, we, we are interconnected by this mandala because mandala puts us together in a sort of right. sense. We're all connected as humanity. We are all connected with one another, but it's sort of like broken because there were a lot of things in our lives, especially in my past with my mom were very, very painful. We went through a lot, you know, of shame and she wasn't there when I most needed her. And of course she didn't know any better, but you know, those are things that, you matured can. in myself yeah. yes I carry inside of myself so and like this mandala is like the expression of that so finally I can like I see it <laughs> I can really, really right see it. right so the, the past month was all about like going through this mother wound finding ways to heal it feeling how to emotionally release it and then the drawing was just like the pure manifestation of it but that do you think like, wow. do you think the birthing of your son was somehow the trigger of that desire to heal that mother wound? Like you know, yes. like because yes. now that you are yourself a mother, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And fun enough, uh, during my birthing uh, experience, my mother was there. I really asked her to be there. I wanted her to be there and experience because also, I was born vaginally but um you know in the medical yes in a medical situation and I, I wasn't breastfed by her so uh, it was something I I really want to say okay if I want if I will become a mother I really want to breastfeed because I, I feel that it's important as an experience you know because I created something for my baby it's something that you know right. it bonds you and that's right. why I feel a a very big distance between my mother and I. I wouldn't say only for the breastfeeding, but that is also feel, um, yeah. that is also something. Of course, she had no fault for that because in, at the right. time, in 1991, 
that was, was, the, the trend. It was the time it was the trend and they said that bottle feeding was better than breastfeeding so it was like completely messed up at the time yeah and i think also partly like i know a lot of women that were told not to breastfeed because like also like as a woman the concern mm-hmm. this is crazy what i'm going to tell you but like i've heard yes. women saying that they didn't breastfeed because they didn't want their breast to sag so they would still look appealing yes. <laughs> like you know so again like this picture again, so give again. the bottle so you as a woman still look good, like, right, are perky and they don't sag, which yes. kind of happens when you completely, right? Yes. So you're still appealing to men and like, it's like so upsetting. So it's no one's fault. You can't say, you can't blame yourself because a woman, women have this tendency to say, oh my God, it's all my, always my fault. But also right. that's recognize that it's not your fault. It's not no yeah. one's fault. In the end, if you really want to go in the highest, highest, that's no one's fault. But we have the opportunity to reclaim this part of ourselves, our bodies, our wombs, our blood, everything. And it's so vitally important to do this work. It's like, do, do, do you feel that women, like, the, 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 like, are women contacting you because they are interested in painting with their blood and they don't know where to start? Is that something that you teach? Like, let's say I'm yes. interested to paint with my blood and I don't mm-hmm. know. So you do yes. give courses in that. I don't give courses because it's just like, it's very simple. <laughs> right. I, in my Instagram page, for example, is where I'm most active, but I will very soon create a website and create all the, a create a blog space where I explain, but there's already a guide where I explain how to begin, what to do, how to, to begin your drawing, how to collect it, how to preserve the blood. You know, I have, I give all these like <laughs> standard right, ways. Right, right. So it's already all available, but that's, I mean, Mostly women come for me like for this, for, for the fact that I'm painting with my period blood and they feel somewhat like they want to do it too. And I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women that came to me and send me their paintings just saying, thank you. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Oh my God, this is so homecoming to me. Oh my God, I was disgusted. And then I started to accept it. And then now I love it. You know, I've, they've been right. through the whole spectrum. So it's like so transformational for so many women. And it's so beautiful. And I invite so much women to do it, even if they don't know how to draw because they say, oh my God, but you're so perfect in detail that's not the point that's really not the point you know it's just like just put your hand in the blood and just smear the page and you just see right like see interact with your blood and just like make something for you dedicate that time for you for your expression for for yourself just reclaim this part of yourself it's like oh it moves me so much I, I hope to see I hope to see like workshops like that, right? Where you come in yeah. with other women and like you sit together and you paint together. I can imagine this happening, right? That would like, be so beautiful. Yes, yes. You know, we have to like, see if I thought about it, but it's like sometimes it's difficult to sink the blood with all the women because you have to ensure that all the women participating are bleeding, or maybe you can use the blood of other women at the same time. Who knows? That could be that's a good yeah, way to connect also to other women. Yes. But, yes, uh, yes. you know, but do you, do you, do you, what do you do with the paintings after they're done? Is it something that you keep or do you sell them? Do you like, like, what do you do with your painting? Or is your house like filled with? Yes, like, your it's blood? filled. <laughs> Look, I have one already. Oh, here. wow. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. That one. This is in the kitchen. I hang it in the kitchen. Also, my mother has my first period drawing, my first one in her kitchen. So it's okay. Like but I'm having them like all around the house <laughs> the ones that are more like uh, heartfelt and 
but I'm planning to collect many because I would love to make an exhibition one day. Yes. So I'm trying to collect enough to make like a sort of happening rather than just an exhibition because I want it to be a, like a ceremony. I want it to be a ritual. I want it to be like a, an event, an experience that people yes. have. Yes. So, so, so this is like, like a target I'm creating. I'm in the midst of creating and creating and creating. And then when the time comes, I will, I will like expose them. And then I sell prints. I just okay. sell the prints because also at a more spiritual level, we could say when you paint with your blood, you're literally transferring part of you, right, part of my right, DNA right. on paper. So it's, it's like extension of who I am. So, right. so to sell those or just gift them, I, I think twice, right? I really feel and tune in person if, who really desires to have one, you know? Right. I really feel if it's the right thing or or not, you know. I'd have to tune in and feel, but I just right because it's very personal. It right Definitely, like, it's extremely personal. I had some very powerful experience just gifting my period dedicated to a man, and like when you do that, it's like the, the connection goes on forever. You know, it's like a karmic connection that you just create in that moment. And mentally, I could see that I was always drawn to think about that person. I was always drawn to. No, so it's it's powerful. It's extremely powerful to use your blood. So that's why I always invite women to try, do it for yourself. Always do it for yourself. <laughs> Keep doing it for yourself until you and feel the, mature enough or clear enough in your intent and knowing who you are and where where are your boundaries. And right. then you can give yourself to someone else if that really feels. You know, if you found the love of your life, you can dedicate it to him. You know? Right, right. That's what I did with my partner. You know, he's my love. Now, of my now, life, now so. that's it for life. He's not gonna. He can't. He can't be moving anywhere. <laughs> of course he can. You can do whatever he wants, but it's like a soul connection. Right. We're not. You know, we're from body to body. That is always changes. I will die one day. He will die one day. Of course, right. we will be separate. But in the heart, we will be connected forever. But that it goes way beyond just the period blood. It's just right, the recognition right. that we have. So when you have that clearance and you have that special relationship with someone, whether it's a man or a woman or your family member or an animal, right. whoever, you know, you just, you just know. So that is the moment in which I invite you to do that. But before period has really, really powerful, you know, it's been used in yeah. black magic. It's been used in red magic for so many years you know and people still do it today you know these magic potions to make the man of your life be <laughs> get in love with you you know but right. i don't recommend to do that i really don't recommend to do that right 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 it's, <laughs> it's like yeah no no i, I would i would say stick to st stick to doing your own painting first exactly and then, and do it for yourself love it. yourself and then when you're ready when you're mature enough you can you, you can, can maybe and you're sure that that exactly. person deserves to receive that blood exactly yes you know? to, to receive it and keep it in his heart and like really create that space of of loving connection between you two or else it's not worth it you know, I'll tell you something. When I met my husband now, like the first time we had sex, I had my period. And I before that, I never used to have sex before, like when I had my period. But I don't know, that night I was like, I didn't, because I was leaving, he was leaving. And I was like, fuck okay. it. Like, and we had sex and I had my period. And he said, I feel like, you know, it was very, we were under mm -hmm. difficult circumstances to be together. And then he said, you know, he kept telling me like, oh, you know, I feel like I always felt that you put a, 
uh, uh, a spell on me. Like I feel, I feel like that you put a spell on me because I can't stop thinking about you. And then I met this lady who said you should never have sex when you're on your period, mm. or you should have sex when you're on your period. Because if you do have sex when you're on your period, the blood gets infused by the penis, like the penis yes. gets infused by the blood. And that connection that you make is a very strong connection. It and, is that, true. and then when I heard that, I was like, yo, Jordy, remember <laughs> the time, like, like, it was a spell. Actually, it was a spell. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a but spell. But I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I didn't know, but it was a spell. You know, so I do think like there's a the blood yeah. is powerful, right? Whether Extremely. you're conscious of it or not, but like yes. I think there is a power in our blood. Yes, I have so many of these stories. Actually, I mean, I could go on for <laughs> I, I'll probably I'll write a book someday because you should. It's so it's so important. Yes, I should. <laughs> I also have the title already, but <laughs> no, but you should. And you know, I was thinking even for your mandatas when you do an exhibition, if you create stories around your mandata that represent yes. so when people w go in like in the vernissage and they look at your painting and it tells them a story of that yes. month that you lived and why this mandala is was created and. Like, you know, it can be very... Yes, nice. yes, that is exactly my intention. Yes. You know? Oh, yes. I'm so excited for you. That's like, I think it's Thank you're you. going to rock. It's going to be like, it's going to be beautiful, you know? Thank you. But really. <laughs> Thank you. And I asked, like, you know, when I when I knew that I was going to finally interview, I asked people to tell me, like, if they had... Any oh, questions. yes. And the questions that were, I received were very technical. So if you, okay. you mind yes, answering absolutely. them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the My first pleasure. one is, like, does it smell? Does, your, does the blood <laughs> that smell? That is the number one question I always receive. Number one. So perfect. So, uh, no. Okay. No, but I have to put some premises here. Um, it does not smell. It smells like, just like last period, I had this experience in which I collected with the menstrual cup and I smelled it and it literally smelled like fruits. And I'm not kidding. So really, because I also pay a lot of attention to what I eat. Right. I do a lot of work on my vagina. So de-armoring, I do like make sure that it's a healthy vagina. So there's a lot of things that, you know, sexually, I work a lot of my energy. Um, I also take my supplements, you know, I do a, a wide range of things to assure that my period experience is beautiful. And this also resembles in the blood itself. So it does not stink usually. Um, if it does stink, maybe because you have some infections going on, so better to get it, right, do a right. checkup for that. And the number one reason why it smells is because we use industrial pads and tampons. I can't like brag about this enough um, because industrial pads and tampons contain chemicals, literally chemicals that go interfere with our natural pH balance within our vagina and the natural bacteria. So when that happens, also oxygen, you know, all together, it creates this like gooey, this also disgusting because it is disgusting. It's like horrible to see this sticky you know and very smelly so it's not appealing at all and right. of course a woman just sees this and she wants to throw it away first things but first because it's like it presents itself in a horrible way right. so this way transition to menstrual cups is outstanding i really really do recommend because they don't absorb the the, the blood as the menstrual pads do but they actually collect it so you can literally see your blood you can smell it, you can see it for what it is finally right once right. in a while, I right. give yourself this opportunity to really see your blood as it is without any, 
you know, chemicals or things that are compromising that experience. And if you are uncomfortable, because many women have very, are very, very uncomfortable in using menstrual cups, they could use like pads, but they have to be in organic cotton, like right. organic cotton. Hand, handmade yeah. organic cotton. Handmade, yes, please. <laughs> or there are like menstrual undie, underwear now. Yes. I see there is a lot of things that are doing right there. All different sorts of menstrual cups, menstrual discs. There are so many different alternatives to menstrual pads and tampons. So this is like, if it smells, it's because either you have an infection or you're using one of these industrial pads and tampons. Nevertheless, it does not smell at all. And to preserve that, of course, it's blood. Of course, it comes out of the body. So it's biological and you need to preserve it in order to continue right. to not smell and to be, you know, okay. Right. So it so doesn't I, decompose. I just put it in the fridge. Okay. Yes, because it decomposes. This is natural. It's natural. Right. So I just put it in the fridge up to seven days. Up to seven days, it still doesn't smell at all. Maybe at the eighth or ninth day, you can start to smell a little bit more slightly funky, but not so strong. What I do is use tea tree oil. I just put a drop of tea tree oil inside and then again, just doesn't smell at all. There's nothing at all. Um, But either way, I recommend like if you want to paint with it or do whatever ritual you want to do with it or just reclaim for it for yourself, you can like... Use it for the seven days, you preserve it. And then when you're done painting or doing whatever you want to do with it, you can just dilute it with some water. So one part of blood with 10 parts of water. So important, it has to be a lot of water inside because it's very charged. And you give it to the plants. You can give it to your pot plants, you can give it to the earth. So like, as I mentioned before, you give back to to earth. So you, you you come back to that archetype of the nurturer. Right. The woman who gives, and that is so beautiful. So many women, just simply by giving it back to the plants, you don't even, if it's too much to draw with it or do whatever with it, this is a tiny step you can make that is very, very nice to start to reconnect with your blood. So simply right. give it back to the plants and you'll see that they will thrive. Like literally my pot plants are exploding every time because I just give, every month I give them a bit of my blood and they like super healthy. Right. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> that, that's good to know, though. That's that's good. No, because yes. you answered also my question about like how do you preserve it, which is one of the questions. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So of course, if you want to, pre- I mean, you have to preserve it correctly, all in order for it to. Yeah. Not like, smell. don't keep it so in the bathroom. Is, yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't keep it in the bathroom. Keep it in the fridge. And also, another thing that maybe is important to state is that uh, while you paint with it, the painting in the end doesn't stink. Because I don't know, I, scientifically, I don't know why, but my guess is that when it's imprinted on paper, it that literally... Was, that you know, was my other question. Like, how do you <laughs> preserve it? And like, once it's on paper, like, does the paper end up smelling like... Exactly. No, it does not. Or does it start fading away at, at times? Does the paint yes, start fading so, away? Um, so, yeah. So, the first part... Um, so when you just draw on paper, I think it just like seals on the paper and it doesn't smell at all. You can okay. just leave it there, even in the sun for seven days, but it, it doesn't smell. Like, it's okay. something in my experience right. I've seen and it's perfect. And to preserve the painting per se, uh, my first ever mandala, the one at my mom's house in the kitchen, I went back like it was I think a couple of months ago and I've seen that it's beginning to fade. Literally, uh, it's starting to fry brown. It became very, very dark brown. 
And now it's starting to like go away, leave. And it's like so poetic for me. It's like so beautiful to witness this, you know, because just like the mandalas, as I told you, you know, you create something and then it just goes. Yeah. Let it go. Yes, yes. It's very symbolic in that sense. But in the other sense, I said, okay, but if I really want to make an exhibition, it's important for me to, to keep, keep these, them, right? To keep them. So what do I do? So I found this transparent acrylic that I use. Very so simple. you paint over it, like and I you... paint over it. I just seal, just like sealing the blood on it. Uh, I tried now, like something that I've been doing for the past six months. So I have to see in time because the first mandala I made was four years ago. So okay. after four or five years, you can expect your painting to fade. So that's a long time anyway. Right, but right, right. But I have right. to see now in four or five years if what it happens to... Yes, but uh, it, it but I, like, I like the idea of it like not staying forever, of not yes, being something forever. Me too, right? me too. I really, really enjoy that. In fact, I, I don't know. I think I will continue to do some Maybe of you could them. do a combination of both. Yes, right? exactly. Because it's important also the exhibition, you know, to make people to see exactly what it is, but also, you know, the natural process of life. As you said, it's going to be a journey, you know. It has to right, be like right, the right. sort of a journey. See all the, the aspects and spectrums of, of blood and what they mean symbolically also. Wow, yeah, you're going to have a great exhibition around period blood because I think you can add so much layers to it, right? Informational, yes. educational, yes. like inspirational, like, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of everything. Yeah, I want it to be an experience, you know, like yes. experience, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're, 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 you're going to do it. I don't know, I can visualize it. <laughs> and the other one, at the uh, mm-hmm. fade away. Ah, what would happen if mm-hmm. uh, if your if your menstruation would disappear suddenly, not because of menopause or anything? If you uh-huh. stopped bleeding, what would happen? Yes. What would you feel? Well, I would definitely ask myself, what am I going through <laughs> in that moment? So why is why is it that my blood is not coming in? So when I gave birth. Uh, for a year, I was with no period, but that is extremely normal. Not because um, because I was just breastfeeding, but it's also because you know um, we we used our whole entire bodies, our whole entire to create a new life, and now we're nurturing that life. So it's like all our energy, all our focus, all of our attention, even our body's biology is working in function of a newborn. Right. So our periods are is life force is literally life force, and also all t- ancient texts. If you look at what is period blood, they say it's life force. Right. So that our life force energy is being you know dedicated to something else, and that is also what happens when many women you know come to me and they say, "But I'm not having my period again. What's going on?" You know. So I do feel that 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 the period is disappears in that sense because our life force is being utilized for something else. So right. Maybe we are transitioning in a very, very stressful period in that moment. So we need that energy that we're releasing instead we need it for ourselves to right. go through something. Or maybe there's a major, you know, in imbalance. It could be in what we eat because also what we eat interferes a whole lot with our hormones. We can't right. can deny that. So with things like gluten, things like lactose, things like sugars, refined sugars, these create a sort of like sticky, ooey, gooey thing inside of our gut that makes it so heavy. And then our periods are no, 
right. have a hard time, you right. know, to manifest it. Or they're like full of clumps. Right. They're full of, you know, so it's, and it may be hurt. But this is the basically thing, the, the first thing that comes up to my mind. If it should disappear all of a sudden, I would just say, okay. What for, is going because, on? Yeah, so I would just ask myself and do some checkups, you know, checkups mm -hmm. internally with myself. I said, okay, am I in a stressful period? No, okay, maybe it's just about something that I'm eating. No, okay, maybe right. what, what's going on in my femininity? What's going on in my relationships? I mean, there's always something, something that's going on there. And our periods really speak to us. Like literally they are our compass. They always yeah. tell us where we are going. So if it just disappears, it means mm, there's something that I have to pay attention to. Right. Or maybe not. I mean, I, just be aware, you know, because I said, okay, I'm breastfeeding. So it's normal because I have to right. be no, but I think when you, your period doesn't appear, it means something, right? It's, yes, it's a, it yes. represents something that's happening in your life, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Or if well, you have be... a painful period as well. Like, mm -hmm. and I do think it's a true compass yeah. of uh, overall health and mental well-being sometimes yes, even. This is so fundamental. If they taught this when we were like kids in school, this is like... <laughs> I mean, how can you imagine a school lesson in which they said, okay, period blood is your compass as a woman. Like this is like the title yeah. of a lesson that could change a woman's life forever. Exactly. No, so everything important. about the, the way they educate mm -hmm. us about periods is wrong. Like I thought I yes. only had my period. I thought period meant that I had the period. I had no idea that we had a cycle. No, I knew yes. that I had PMS and period, and that was it, like, you know? Yes, and I there had... were both horrible things to have, and yeah. you would just become bitchy, and then it's just better that you just throw yourself down a, exactly. <laughs> down a mountain no, take, and take do a, everyone take, a favor. Take a Tylenol and, like, you know, actually, yes. the, the, like, at my time, it was like, you should take the pill. It regulates the hormones. Yes. If you have strong PMS or you're, like, you're, if, you're a linear, if you're not a linear person and mm. you're, you fluctuate and have a flow of emotion... It means you're not normal. It's better exactly. that you take a pill to like level your hormones. And yes. then you're like stoic, right? You're like, yes. everything is fine. I'm not going through any cycle. I'm very linear. I can work all the time. And it's very sad. This is exactly where it's society wants sad. us to be, right? Yes, yes. Like, yes. They want us to become men. Because if you look at the hormones of men, they have the peak in the morning. So it just goes up and then you have a slow, decent line until at night, until you go to bed and then again, peak in the morning. And so it's mm -hmm. very linear. Yeah. We are fluctuating. It's just like we're apples and pears. You know? right, so right. you can't make a pear an apple. You have to really, really, really exactly. learn what is a pear, what is an apple and learn to tune in what you are and that's it. You know? Yeah. <sighs> hopefully, hopefully future generations will get like better better education Definitely. like you know I, really hope. I have a son I hope to have a daughter one day in my life to you know transmit whatever I know and give her what I didn't have but also men have a super important role exactly in this. that's so what I said yeah sometimes you know I, I, some men come to me and say oh well I don't have a period so it's not my problem so I said you know what First of all, the shame, all this problem is made it's by because you. you. <laughs> it's because of you. So I do think that you have a problem. And if you want to, you know, have a good relationship, decent with a woman or even with yourself, I mean, it's so important right. that you actually relate to a woman. Right. You relate to her period. You relate to what she needs. Right. Because it's something that you do together. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Uh, my, my, my partner is amazing because when I'm on my period, he feels it. 
Like literally, yes. it's like the day before I'm having my period, you just tune in and said, I'm feeling something. I think you're going to have your period tomorrow. I said, yes, I think so too. You know, it become completely like, like merged. Yeah. Yes, in sync. And he feels But that, I think so. it changes your relationship when this happens, right? Yes. Like I felt, I yeah. felt that with my husband because I felt like, when I and when I took the time to understand my period and managed to pass on the knowledge I had about the cycle and that I'm when I'm acting like a psychopathic bitch, it's not because I'm a psychopathic bitch, it's because it's that phase of the month where I have to tell you the yes. truth and you have to take it. It's not, mm. it's you know, and I think it created an understanding, yeah. And I think he he understood that I was not a linear being, right. Yeah, I do think, and you know, the, the job that you do with your son is so important because he will grow mm. up to be a man that has this yes. understanding and he will pass it on to his partner, his yes. children, like, you know. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So fundamental. I'm so yeah. happy. You see my son just grabbing. He's always very interested in what I do. So when I'm painting, he wants to put his hands in my blood or he just gets my menstrual cup and starts biting on it. You know, it's all these things. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you're my mommy's boy. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, but you it's know, so but by doing that, yeah, it's not, it's you're not creating a taboo. Like growing up, exactly. did you see your mother changing a pad? I never saw my mother changing yes. a pad growing up. Like not once, I don't remember her mm -hmm. having her period. So now it's like, it's out in the open. We all know we're actually celebrating yes. it somehow. So, yes. you know, the narrative changes like that, I feel. Mm. The last question I have for you is yeah. like, is also a very technical one. It's like, what kind of brushes do you use? Okay. <laughs> That's no, no, it's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I simply use um, ox, ox hair brushes. Uh, is that like very simple okay is there a reason why is there a reason why <laughs> look um, since I was in the artist field and I've been working a lot with art in my whole life as I said in high school and university I've been painting a lot and it's just like I prefer them because they I like the 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 line, the line uh, that they make I can be more precise and I like that it's coming from something natural like an ox hair Right. Instead of like plastic ones, uh, it just feels more real, you know, just right. like a personal choice. But technically, it's difficult to give an advice or suggestion because it depends on what, you, what kind of painting do you like to make. If you're into mandalas or you're into more illustration or you're more into landscapes or it really depends on what you like and what you, what you prefer to draw. So it's like very, I just can tell you what I'm using, I'm using ox. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And then people, whatever they have, they could like, they, even if they want to yeah, use their fingers, like, like. You can use your fingers, you can use whatever, like literally, yes. Right. Absolutely. Your feet, so you can do. <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of blood. And that, like the last question that I have for you that is technical, <laughs> yes. like how much blood do you need to be able to do that painting? And like, how much blood do you get like every month? Is it like. Uh -huh. Oh yes, well. Um, this is also an interesting question. So funny enough to make a painting, even a big one, uh, I don't use a lot of blood. It's uh, like, it seems like a lot. In fact, many people say, oh my God, how much blood is like, no. <laughs> how much blood are you using? How much do you have? But it's not that much. It's uh, just like the consistency of, of blood, maybe on paper, it's just like, just one drip of blood can, you can make so many lines. Uh, you know, so it's like full of <laughs> it's abundant right, you know right but um in that sense i have um 
slow, I have a normal flow, I could say. In the beginning, I was very, very abundant, like right. very, very abundant. And it was very, very black because there was so much stagnant energy there going on. So I had uh, a lot to release every time, like metaphorically, it was like, oh, I had so much to get out. I was always depleted. I was always tired. I was always cramping. It was so hard. And now in time, working with my feminine energy, sexual energy, working with my period, going through all the... Right. Now I see that it got, got lesser. So it's, it's right, normal flow. Right. I wouldn't say it's too little, but I wouldn't say even it's so abundant. So it's right, just like right. a menstrual cup, a full-on menstrual cup, you could say. Okay. So I don't know, like 50, usually 50 pay- millimeter maybe. <laughs> I'm not very good in like numbers. <laughs> No, well, I could say like 40 millimeters. Okay. Probably, probably something like that. It could be a lot, it could be less, but you know. Right, um, right. It depends. It's very, very. And from month to month, the color changes, right? Like some months it might be brighter than other months, depending on what you eat. Also, that depends. Yeah, uh, also what you eat, but also what you go through emotionally, physically. You know, there's so many things going on. But yes, that's interesting, you know, to see every month how how your blood changes and we come again to say that it's a compass because it tells you exactly where you are in your in your journey oh it's dark and black wow maybe i went through something very intense last month and then the next month again you said oh it's bright red okay it's it's been a lighter month because maybe i released the, the hard thing that i had the month before you know so it's very important to pay attention to that journal journal down every time when you're having a period Take notes right. of all these right. things. And, and look at your blood and look at your yes, blood, right? and look at it. Connect with it. It's like yeah, yeah. so, so magical. I can't explain. You can't know it until you do it. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, you know, now I've, I feel compelled to want to try it, you know? Yes. Like, I'm like, I want to try it. I've never, like, I've, I've used the cup a couple of times, but I'm not a big fan. I just don't like the noise it makes when I remove it. So I've switched mm-hmm. to like handmade pads and the undies. Okay. I love that because I feel it's like, I just feel I'm, flowing like as if I was like it's nice you know Mm -hmm. it's like the feeling of as if I was free bleeding kind of yes 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 yes. you know but I want to try I want to try to collect my blood maybe this this time around and then try to paint since I've been so inspired by this, by this talk, like seriously. So grateful. Yeah. This is what I live for, you know, when I just talk to women and just explain all these things and then they say, you know what? I feel quite excited. I can't wait for my next period to come. Like when this phrase is said, I feel like, I feel yes, like- I, I feel yes. I did. This is, this is the magic, you know, this is what I want. <laughs> well, no, but thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having this interview with me. And I really, 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 really hope to see your exhibition, like, you know, yes, it it's definitely like, know. you know, and, <laughs> and if, if women want to get in touch with you to mm-hmm. like, you know, to find out more, they can check out your Instagram. Mm-hmm. All the, all yes. the information is there, right? Yes. I'm basically on Instagram and TikTok if you want. Also TikTok has been, <laughs> it's helped, helped me a lot to get ah, out really? there because after TikTok, there was this um, agency called Caters Agency that contacted me, and this is the big agency to make things go viral, some sort of way. So you just contact me and said, you know, this is very interesting. I would love to to promote this on different, you know, different oh. brands and people who could. So these are the it. ones that because the video I saw is from now. Yes. I think now. Now. Yeah, no, yes. Yes. Now. Now, now this news. Yeah. Now this yes. news. Yeah. That's thanks for that guy that contacted me through TikTok. You know, so oh. <laughs> it's very important to. I'm a very pro fan of 
of, of social media today. Right, you know, right. Use it with an intention. It can really right. give. All right. Cool. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you Jasmine. so much. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. It's been so beautiful. And thank I hope you. to see you soon. And I do yes. so much. <laughs> All right. Ciao. Ciao. Bye bye. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to share, like, and subscribe, and participate in my first period project or the pad art. All information are on the site i-bleed.com. <laughs>